In this podcast, you will hear Loretta Reimer Williams as she channels the legendary Irish firebrand Mother Jones. Mother Jones shares stories of her birth, her life, and finally her burial in Union Miner Cemetery in Mount Olive, Illinois. Listen to the end to learn a little-known detail about opening her casket and a nip of whiskey. Up on the ship, one of those coffin ships, crowded onto it, not knowing whether or not we'd ever see land again. I was born Mary Harris in Cork, Ireland, baptized in the Catholic Church at North Cathedral in Cork on August 1st. 
Now you know what a teaching certificate was in those days. She didn't finish her education, no, but she got a teaching certificate. It was one letter from the priest that said she was a good character. And she got a job in Michigan. And there she taught her little children at a Catholic school, but she didn't like it. And the Great Civil War was just beginning. It was 1861, and she went to Memphis, where she met her husband, George Jones, who was an iron molder. An iron molder took melted iron and poured it into molds. During the Civil War, it was a very stable life in Memphis. Our home was on Winchester Street. It was a swampy, poor part of the city. And I had four children, Catherine, Elizabeth, Terence, and Mary. But in 1867, the great yellow fever struck. It was coming in to Memphis, and we heard that it was coming, coming up from New Orleans. But we couldn't escape. There was no place for us to go. So we had to endure it. We didn't know what was causing the yellow fever. It was mosquitoes. My four children and my husband died. And there I was, alone and penniless, with nothing left in Memphis. So I packed up and I went to Chicago, where I took up my dressmaking. But again, trouble followed me. And there was the great Chicago fire. I was just starting to get things built up. And the fire took my business and my home. Burned everything. I had nothing, nothing left. I attended meetings organized by the largest union in America the Knights of Labor, and they influenced me. There was the Great Railroad Strike, and the Haymarket Affair. I had only one goal in life, to stir up the dormant rage of the oppressed workers and help them achieve a better life for themselves and for their families to get out from under the of capitalism, that the workers rise up. There were lots of fights, but they stood strong and brave. The Knights of Labor, the largest union in the late 19th century, strong influencer in the American way of life played a significant supporting role for the cause of Coxey's army. A march of the unemployed workers. And then there was the new socialist paper, Appeal to Reason. And Mary would write articles and have them printed. Made it a big success. A pyramid of the capitalist system. We tried to change it. We're Capitalism is the money at the very top. 
and then all people tell him how good it's going to be and you can have a wonderful job because all of the wealthy are piled on top of the backs of the workers. The laborers are at the very, very bottom of the capitalist pyramid. Violence was not a rarity. In Berlin, it left seven miners and four security guards dead. Mary wasn't perturbed. She went headlong into the most dangerous situations, driven by the belief that the poor classes had to stand up to those rich people. She was a small number of the unpaid United Mine Workers. She traveled extensively to rally union support. Workers walking to their death, a day of blood. Virginia and the workers walked off their job. The families were evicted and had to live in tents. Tensions escalated when I arrived. I marched into a dangerous no man's land. And in July, 16 people were killed. There was a battle between the miners and the guards. The guards that had been employed by the mine owners. Martial law was declared. I raised funds and organized women to harass those strike breakers. We would march up into the mines at night with our mops and our brooms because they were afraid of women. It was, they were very superstitious and they, they thought it was dangerous for women to be in the mines. Martial law was declared in September. Cabin Creek and Paint Creek were the center of the tensions. And then early in 1913, I tried to bring a petition to Charleston and was arrested and thrown into jail again. Calls were made to the newspapers. They begged for my release. And finally, after three months, they relented and let me out. The strike had then been settled. In 1913, I was up in Michigan. I'd been called there to help with the strike. The Colorado Coal War began. It was a bitter and tragic dispute. And I met the revolutionary Pancho Villa in Mexico and sought his help not allowing strike breakers to cross over the border. While there, the worst atrocity of all occurred. The Ludlow guards attacked the women and children. 26 people were killed, and most of them were women and children. There was a major uproar, and the United States Army was ordered in to keep the peace. They released me from jail and ordered me away, but I came back. The mines were owned by the Rockefellers. She was arrested during the coal strike in West Virginia. In 1912, I was at the house in Pratt, West Virginia, where I was kept in detention. 
Church of the Ascension in Mount Olive. Thousands couldn't fit inside the little church. They gathered outside. They had a big parade marching out to the cemetery. 40,000 people were in that parade. In Cork, they had put in an article about my passing. It's how they broke the news to the people in Ireland. Joe Ozanic helped prepare the model for my new monument there in the Union Minor Cemetery. Later, after the new monument was prepared, they opened my grave and the men took me out and they opened my casket. Well, how would you like to be opened up and looked at after all those days? They said I looked just the same as when they put me in. They covered my back up took me to my new resting place. And before that, the boys all took a little nip of whiskey and put the bottle in the casket with me. And to this day, that bottle of whiskey rests with me in my grave there in Mount Olive. She didn't mind being buried with whiskey. It's what her boys would have liked. Pray for the dead, but fight like hell for the living. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was brought to you by Jace Media Service and the Redneck Historian for the Friends of Mother Jones Museum and Union Minor Cemetery, both located in Mount Olive, Illinois. For more information on Mother Jones, see Mother Jones Museum Mount Olive dot org.